All right, we're at our first stop here. Oh so, my gosh. In New York. Yes. I go out to the bagel shop. I grab us some bagels. Okay, that's so, cute. So how, how do you take your bagel? I think I'm gonna do some regular cream cheese. Okay. With maybe like a blueberry or two. With a blueberry? Yeah. Does that sound kind of good? I don't think so. Have you ever had a blueberry but, but, bagel? Mm, I just don't know if that really goes, but we'll... It's we'll... okay. Hey, it's my bagel. The blueberry is freaking me out. I don't know if I can trust a girl that eats blueberry on their cream Stop cheese bagel. Stop it. Mm. Welcome to Bachelor Party. We will be discussing these hometowns with Nick Bayal. I'm pretty excited because I really enjoyed this episode. Great families. But we need to address one thing before we keep going. We need to talk about the bagels that Tasha and Zach had because I cannot abide. This is the purest California bullshit I've ever seen to think that a blueberry bagel is normal. A blueberry bagel is not normal. That is not a standard flavor. It's not even a flavor profile that should exist. I really, really appreciated Zach's skepticism. And Tasha, Tasha, don't get your bagels from Noah's. That is what's happening. I can tell. It's like just, it's all a ruse. It's a weird concoction, but that is just not how bagels are meant to be eaten. They are a savory or a salty dish. I obviously am an everything person. Love garlic, love onion. A salt bagel's okay. Even cinnamon raisin, I think, is like on the edge of what's permissible, but it's not a blueberry bagel. I'm sorry. That is just straight up bullshit. That was way more offensive to me than the gross pizza, whatever. Gross pizza happens everywhere. But this is like a real problem in California. This like confusion about what a bagel is and should taste like. And check out Wexler's. If you really want a good bagel, don't go to Noah's. Don't have some kind of weird made up flavor. Go to Wexler's. There's two locations in Los Angeles. I bet they deliver. I haven't looked recently, but I bet they do. And just educate yourself on what a bagel should be. And with that, let's batch. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Priceline. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place, whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. For me, my happy place is in the Mediterranean. I think I've mentioned that. Maybe it's why I like Love Island so much because they're right by the Mediterranean. But I just love the feeling of being in the sea and it's just a great sea. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals. And you even get to choose your crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. And for me, I'd love to go on a trip to the Mediterranean with friends. In fact, I might be doing that in the near future. I have done it before, and it was really some of the most fun I've ever had. I went to Sicily. We had some great swimming there, me and my friends. Anyway, if you want to have a similar experience, download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy price with Priceline. Welcome to Bachelor Party. It's hometowns, kind of. I'm joined by my hometown hero, someone who I'd love to meet 
my potential husband on The Bachelorette, Nick Fayal. Hi, Nick. Hi, what an intro. <laughs> if, if Ben can have Antonia from Top Chef, I can have Nick from The Bachelor. Wait, is she from Top Chef? Yes! Not only is she from Top Chef, she's like in the Top Chef system. She's been on other Food Network shows. It's come to my attention that Ben is like deeply embedded in like the LA Top Chef alumni community, apparently. And I'm very confused. I, I don't I love it, but I'm confused. Yeah, I know. I don't want to jump ahead, but it was this weird that it was like a first name only person. I did not know her relation to Top Chef, but what I was confused about is like, who is this person? Why is she here? There was no context provided. Was it a sister's friend, cousin, lover, wife, girlfriend? I don't know. Like I don't know she- either. It was one of many questions surrounding Ben's date. Um, it I was- mean, we, where's his family? Do they, there's, there's no mention of his I actually, parents. I actually wanted to go backwards. I wanted to go Ben, Ivan, Zach, Brendo in that it's order. Your, so it's your it's, show. It's your show. Thank you. <laughs> thank you so much. I just want to say up top, shout out to the nieces. I loved both of them. Kalani and Aaliyah, you both were wonderful and brought some real joy to this episode. Loved the moms. Absolutely love Mrs. Clark and love Mrs. Hall. Mrs. Hall being like, so what does she see in you? Or just basically being like, why are you here? It was amazing. We'll get to all of that. Just there was a lot to love. That said, a lot of questions coming out of Ben's date. Well, what would you say was sort of your, your, now that Ben Smith is off the show, what's your Ben summary? My Ben's summary of, mm-hmm. of Ben, the character in general? Ben, the experience, yeah. I, you know, it was complex. It, it it really was, you know. Obviously, uh, you know both Ben and Zach shared arguably the most personal stories that we've ever seen on the on the show, and I, I say that recognizing that I've only been watching the show for six years, so mm-hmm. I guess it's possible. There's other, but that was deeply personal, specific to Ben when he talked about uh, suicide, actual suicide attempts, not suicidal thoughts or depression, but actual attempts, and. I've even talked on the Vile Files that had guests on, you know, we don't talk enough about suicide and bringing awareness to it. And so that is obviously great. And, and you know, uh, the show doing that is fantastic in terms of not necessarily normalizing suicide, but normalizing that it does happen to people we love and we need to yeah. talk about it more and 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 give people a chance to feel more comfortable that they might have these thoughts. That's wonderful. At the same yeah, time, I th- it's- ben, f- I think, I think um, Ben's courage is like just incredibly evident and really amazing and admirable. And it was definitely like a, a very multifaceted time with Ben. I feel like, I, I feel like that, and I actually said this previously, I feel like Tasha saw someone who was not the same as who we saw. I felt like he was a lot better probably at opening up to the camera and like his interviews with the producers that he got comfortable with than he was with Tasha because sure. it was, it was pretty, um, the end of their date. I'm like really starting at the end here, but when they say goodbye at the end of the date and she's like, okay, time to go to sleep. It really reminded me of like, an awkward date where like no one really knows what to do. Like you don't know if you should make a move that guy doesn't know. And mm-hmm. so you just sort of like both end up unsatisfied and you're just sort of like, and then feeling bad. I feel like ultimately in that situation, you feel bad because you feel like some in some weird way rejected, even if you had like a really nice time. And I feel like that's kind of what happened. Yeah, it's possible. I'm, I, I am. I, I personally think since we are going backwards, I'm just going to say it. I am. Sh- I will be shocked if we don't see Ben again before the end oh. of the season. Oh, interesting. And How I, did you consider I, and, that? And I say this being the most spoiled 
free that I have ever been. I truly don't know. Me too. Know. And the sense that when- I'm loving when, it. When Ben went home, I was shocked. I was Me too. Shocked. I, I gasped and I cheered because I love Brendan. And I don't remember- later. Yeah, I don't remember the last time that I felt the- in a, in a kind of an innocence of watching the show. And I, wow, it's so nice not to be spoiled. So, but it just would make, the, the show does not leave things unanswered. You know, the Ben's parting uh, line was, I, sh- I know I still love her. I wanted to say it to her. I mean, come on, we, we, Ben isn't home. Ben drove around the block a few times and went back to the room that he's been staying in the whole time. So like, you know, and usually the last four is, often, regardless of a pandemic, is is kind of quarantined until the show's done recording. So right. to help you know, avoid spoilers and things like that. And so I can't imagine that if Ben truly feels that way, that the, he will be given every opportunity to, you know, want to go back at sh- and show up at probably some sort of, un- you know, um, bad time <laughs> for Tasha and, and confess his feelings. And so... Uh, I will. That I will hadn't be, occurred to me, but good point. That probably will, will happen, Bennett style. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of makes sense. But unlike Bennett, it will probably read as far more authentic and and probably give <laughs> Tasha some pause. I mean, I really believed in their connection. I really thought they had something. Obviously, it is weird that Ben couldn't emote. Um, but uh, yeah, so but the Ben has been interesting too because I, I just. It is been there, you know, from the sh- for show from the show standpoint, you know, th- is is it about Ben's love story? Is it about Ben's em- emotional and mental challenges that he's been willing to share? You know, and I I I hope for Ben's sake he's healthy and okay. Me too. Um, I listen. It's a fair question, and I'll say this, and you don't have to say this, but I'll say this as someone who knows that world and and knows what it likes to have the show affect their mental health because it affects all of us and. Listen, it's a fair question uh, of, was it safe to put Ben on that show? I, I yeah. hope so. I trust, you know, overall I do. There's there's so much that the producers know that we don't know. And and I I am, I do think they are good people. They do things that we certainly can criticize. But so I, I trust that they didn't put him in a position. But at the same time. Um, it's it's a fair question. I mean. It's a, it's it's, a fair question. It's obviously a really intense environment i think whenever they do the bachelor and like it's very clear that like you it just feels like i i haven't experienced it but you can tell me if this is correct it seems like it's a real like pressure cooker like you and also you're just like wondering you know when you feel something for someone in the normal world it like becomes all consuming and you're like excited and and jumpy and whatever and then when you're in isolation feeling that and you also are very aware that the person you're into is dating multiple other people. I can't imagine the emotional toll that takes. So I do think it's a fair question. Like, was this a good idea for Ben, especially if he has a hard time opening up and, you know, he even kind of needed to talk through with his friend, Antonia from top chef, um, if he loved her or not. So I think it's a, it's a fair question. And I, you know, send him the best and really, you know, we also, we didn't even mention how he talked about his eating disorder. Like sharing all that is big deal. I'm not worried about Ben in the short term at all. Right. I, I, I actually messaged him just out of, you know, hey, you know, I think a lot of people did because there's a high that is everyone feels, regardless of Ben's situation, the high gets you through it. It's, as I kind of meant, like, it's when the high wears off, mm-hmm. right? And it doesn't matter if you're Ben Higgins, who everyone, you know, who who's great and got a great edit, or if you're someone who, 
you know, felt vilified by the show or got a bad edit. It, that's really not about it. It's about when this high of being on the show wears off and and you don't know how to fill that void. Like almost all of us feel some sort of of depression and, and mental health struggles that I think as peers, we need to do a better job of, of being there for each other. And we do, uh, but I, I think that's 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 something we all struggle with. And I think sometimes the the show needs to recognize that a little bit better and i think they're always open to it and there's conversations that we we all have but it is a, it's a real question when i watch it as someone who's been there and and you know ben and i have talked a lot about how much we've been there for each other when we both have yeah. felt down like you know i've called ben and be like i i just i don't feel okay and ben's done that with me and we just you know it's because this show and this experience kind of fucks you up a little bit and sure. it fucks you know and and so that's I think that's also, the long like, game being a regular person who just lives life normally and then having like so much attention focused on you has yeah. to be and then it goes away. And then it goes Must away. Must be a crazy mind fuck. I honestly, I can't imagine. Like, I mean, you know, I think even just having like, you get like a bunch of tweets and you're like, wow, people care what I think. And then you don't get any and you're just like, yeah, okay, so it's just like a drug. It, yeah. It's just kind of, it, no, it, it is. It's a, it's a high that it's hard to replace. And you just, I think uh bachelor nation, you know, can, has to continue to challenge themselves to be good at supporting one another and, and what is often a very competitive environment. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, we, we wish Ben the best. Um, I want to talk more about the Santonia situation a little bit. As a Top Chef watcher, I'll, t- I'll tell you about her. Great. She has been on many seasons. She's like a fan favorite. Like, Antonia I do, has not won, but, like, Top Chef will bring back a lot of people for different seasons. Like, they won't do, like, a full All-Stars, but they also do a full All-Stars. And she's just, like, she's beloved. I mean, she was on some really good seasons, she was on Top Chef Chicago, which is one of the best seasons. Wait, she is she also, Girl and the Goat? Does she? Did she? No, that's her? Stephanie who won. She she went far, but she didn't win. Um, <laughs> she was also on Top Chef All Stars. She was on Top Chef Duels. She also then was on Beat the Chefs on the Game Show Network. She was on Cutthroat Kitchen. Like she's like famous, like in the culinary world, she is like a well known entity, and so. No background. And then I also saw online that like that there's another um, top chef celebrity named Brooke Williamson, who's awesome. She has got a, one of my favorite restaurants in LA, Playa Provisions. She did win top chef at one point. Like apparently Ben is friends with her as well. Like I don't, I don't get it. And he was like a really close family friend. And so like for me, like my parents' friends are like my family friends, you know? And, but like Antonia, obviously it's like a surrogate sister or parent for for him in some way. But like, I just want to know so much more. Like, I don't yeah. know. I, I just like, are they hanging out in Venice? Like what's going on there? It was no. so intriguing because she's famous. You know, if it was just a regular yeah. person, probably wouldn't care as much. Well, I mean, listen, I, not to be nosy, but he did go on a national television show. Uh, and someone who talked about his life, was there any mention of his parents at all throughout the show? I'm- he asked, he talked about them and he said he really loves them. Um, no explanation to why they weren't there or anything, which like, you know, there's like always different reasons why a parent might not show up. You know, like famously totally. Rachel's father wasn't there. So I didn't put too much stock into that, but it was like just sort of interesting. Yeah. I mean, you're right about Rachel, which, you know, that is such a unique situation. And there was really nothing more to that than his job. But we kind of even got some context from Rachel around that. I don't guess there are, I, maybe I say that having been on the show and knowing full well, and maybe she talked about, I don't right. know if the audience was as read in as, as the reason why. Another at, at, another moment. time that happened was um Jeff Holm on Emily Maynard season. And I believe it was religious for his parents. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, listen, it, it's, 
when you have a guy going on who talks about what he talked about and his parents don't show up to hometowns, it just reads a little weird. Like yeah. no one. I think know? it again makes you nervous for him. You know, you yeah, just like want to make that's sure the thing. He's it, okay. ma- it, ma- it makes you a little nervous, you know? Yeah. I just, I just be hoping why, the best for him. Why is uh, another reality TV star showing up as his, you know, second most influential person in his life? Apparently, she's all over his Instagram. Like, apparently, that's my colleague Mallory Rubin told me. Like, apparently, they are like really close. I, I don't, oh, I don't I doubt that. More. I, I yeah. don't doubt the sincerity. I just, it's the, yeah, like you. It's just like it's interesting. I want to know more. Yeah, tell, tell us more, Ben. Yeah. Um, what did you think? First of all, just overall, what did you think of these? La Quinta hometown dates, like of them coming up with something to do. I, I, th- I thought they were very sweet. I think they made the most of what they they did, both the uh, the men and and the the producers of the show. I mean, it's obviously really challenging. I mentioned this on uh, my podcast with 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 Justin Long uh, plug for it's also out today. And uh, so Justin Long came back. Wow, two timer. No, he no he completed the hat trick because he was on for the Ask Nick as well. So he's on twice. Oh my a, god, it's a full full hat trick. Wow, uh, are you best friend with Justin Long? I I I so want to be. We have a really good chemistry on the podcast together, Cute. and I'm like I'm kind. He's in the East Coast, but I've been low key kind Ooh. of asking him to be friends without saying, "Will you be my best friend?" What's because, your move? Like, how do you extend that olive branch? I just, you know, hey, let me know when you're here and just kind of keep putting it <laughs> putting it there. And, and uh, I've been there, man. I think I've done it with you. Let me know if you want to get a drink. I just feel like him and I have such a good chemistry on the show. I can only assume <laughs> that's going to like translate to, to, to life. And I, I think we have kind of similar dating histories and, and, and insecurities and, and things like that. It's uh I wish you the best. I hope I that really, works out for you. I'm, I'm, I'm glowing. I, I hope I you hope are. That, you're like yeah. bashful. You're just like, oh, I hope he texts me back. Yeah. Um, and All right. so anyway, anyway, so I, 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 from a personal standpoint, I felt for those guys because I will never forget what it was like to fly into Milwaukee on Andy season and and just such a surreal, euphoric feeling of of bringing the show to your hometown. It was so wild and and so neat and you know listen that's just a for me that was a really cool thing that i i hope the people who do make it to hometowns like have that same excitement that i had and so that was kind of a bummer i felt for them that's just a personal thing at the same time they made the most of it it was you know sweet and and genuine and and it was i will say and i think to justin's point it made it more uh, on the flip side the benefit of it is i think it it emphasized even more, and probably the most, and rightfully so, the the time with the family. That it yeah. wasn't a now where they lived and some like thing about you know Milwaukee and sausages and cheese, but it was really just about the and we there's a lot of sweet moments this episode with the. Family. I agree. I thought it was very sweet. I also thought that uh, I don't know. I I wonder which order they were they were filmed. I think the Venice like. Ben's Venice setup was like the least fun to me. Like when he's like, and then the beach, and then they show the pool. It's just like, okay, it's so, so boring, but sure, whatever. It was just, that was the, the least good date. But that man just seems to really like a conveyance. They did the scooters together. They did yeah. this rollerblading. Could you rollerblade? I was thinking about this. I was really into rollerblading in like seven. I, I, oh, I, oh, I forgot. Who am yeah. I asking? Yeah. I mean, listen, I've roller, I've had, I've rollerbladed. I'm good at rollerblading. I'm good at roller skating. I, I do think it was, you know, I, I think they should have roller skated if they wanted to be more authentic to Venice, but it is a little easier to roller blade for the, the layman. And so, um, interesting, you know, yeah. I, 
she she looked a little shaky, but I was thinking like, could I do this? I I used to do this, but rollerblading is easier than roller skating. Really? Why yeah. is that? Uh, it's easier to stop and control yourself. Oh. Um, it's like it's like hockey skates are easier than figure skates. You right. know, and, they're and like it, bolt. yeah, there's like more of like a the the toe pick is is kind of like mm-hmm. the toe stop kind of thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh, okay. Okay, just thinking about the great skating movie, The Cutting Edge. That'd be a good one to watch this holiday season. Yeah, have you seen that? I have very much oh so. In the so fifth what, grade, it was like a movie wonderful just, movie, just an absolute stunner, just a real, real delight. Yeah. Let's move on. Ben, be well. We wish you the best. Next, Ivan. I mean, I don't think Tasha's picking Ivan, and I want to be clear. Not a chance. Yeah. I want to be clear. Ivan would be a wonderful bachelor, just absolutely wonderful. I know we've got a long ways to go, but I just want to throw it out there. I also loved his family, and I, I'm really just loving Ivan. There was there was so I, much here. I agree. I mean, listen, we don't really know Matt James, right? We don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've met him a couple times. Um, you have? You're so lucky. I have not. You've never met him? No. No. Um, I hope to one day. I hear Dr- he- Dreamy I, man. He's very different than Tyler, I, is what I hear um, mm-hmm. from people who did. You know, it's like that's there's a, that doesn't mean anything other than you <laughs> just assume him and Tyler are the same person. Yeah. And uh, I hear they're very different, but that doesn't you know mean they can't be best friends. I'm curious to see how much you know Matt has to say about himself or love or interesting. His storyline sounds like it's going to be like you know the fact he's never said I love you, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. But in a show about I love, don't find it that fascinating personally. But I'm like okay, sure. Well, they'll don't, that's what they'll make it, it a thing. Yeah, they'll make it a thing. I agree with you. I think that's kind of like not an ideal thing when you. For, for a bachelor. So we'll see how it is. Ivan, to your point, has so thoughtful and has so much to so say. Eloquent. And so, so yeah. and, and just thought provoking. Like he, he thinks about things and then he says it. And as I think, as I agree with you, as a, a, a bachelor or a bachelorette or whoever your lead is, like that's a, a really important thing or it's a nice to have thing. And you're right. I think, uh, yeah, I mean, Ivan would be I, great. I loved it. Here, let's just hit some Ivan highlights. Let's start with his brother. I mean, what an incredibly awesome. touching, touching awesome. thing to witness. I feel like lucky. I'm like, Ivan, thank you for allowing us to understand a little bit your family and to see you all together. I also thought it was like a really cool moment that Tasha saw his brother Gabe walk in before Ivan did. So she was able to like point it out to him. And then we got to see like, just like joy take over his face. It was so beautiful. Yeah. I also think Gabe's story is just like so moving. And the, also like, again, similar to how he said with Zach and Ben, like it's pretty amazing how they've shared their stories with them. But I also just think like stories about incarceration are not really told on network television in this way very frequently. And I no. think it's, think it's a really important thing to discuss and just really, really cool that they've shared this story with us. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, it's a, it grows to a deeper issue. Obviously we've talked about these things this year. Sometimes people, you know, from an incarceration standpoint, we, lump everyone into a group like oh if you've been to jail that means yeah you you're write not- people off i mean it's it's not right it's not right it made me want to sit down with his brother and ask him a bunch of questions about his life and that was really interesting and fascinating and is a really sweet moment and yeah it was a it was it was so cool to see his brother and ivan kind of talk about how well, it's like you've I've learned so much for you and vice versa. But there were yeah. they both saw the value in each other and expressed that and you know what a yeah, was, what a what a neat moment we don't get to moment. see. Yeah. I know. I honestly it's like thank you for sharing that with us, family. Um also 
loved Ivan's mother and I love Ivan's relationship with his mother. Their sit down conversation was like one of the highlights of the episode, which I really quite liked. Actually, brief, brief pause. The bachelor party crew and I, like all the folks who work on this pod and, and cover the show for the ringer, we, we were all kind of saying like, this might be like one of the most universally liked final four, maybe in recent memory, if ever, like it's, it's so different than like Hannah's season. I just feel like in general, people are like, yeah, these are good guys. Zach, Ben, Brandon, Ivan, like they're all, they're all really likable. I, I saw a lot about that on Twitter. I, I just, I hate generalizing that. You know, I good. love to generalize. Yeah. I, I, it's a, for the flip <laughs> side. It's more like, I hate generalizing that people just are great people because of the flip side that they're bad people if, you know, from an edit standpoint or a soundtrack. But let, yes, I agree that they've all seemed like what we saw, generally nice guys. But, I, it's not even just like nice. It's just sort of like the way they're being received. Like, I don't know if they are nice or not, you know, like they're, this is like just yeah, working. They all seem like pretty solid guys. I, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, but I, I think it's just also like a good, it's just a really different vibe. Like think about Hannah moving the podium in Greece or wherever they were when she was trying to get rid of Luke again. And uh, it's, just so, it's just so different. I don't know. It's, it's, it feels appropriate to the moment, I have to say. Sure. Um, I think a lot of it has to do with you have a generally older group of men. Yeah, absolutely. Right? You have Ivan, who's 28, and he's like sometimes referred to as one of the younger guys. And yet on other seasons, 28 has been, you know, we forget that Ben Higgins was 25 when he was on Caitlyn's season. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, crazy. I'll never forget the shot of Ben like walking across the resort after his overnight with Caitlin in Ireland for whatever reason. <laughs> um, anyway, back to Ivan and his mom. I loved when she was like questioning if Tasha would, would pick Ivan and he like paused for a beat. It was like a pregnant pause and he was like, I'm going to be here and then smiled. Like I just loved the confidence and the way that he delivered that to his mom. I also love that Ivan referenced the fantasy suite to his mom. I'm just like, okay, they have open dialogue in this family. I love it. And I also was like, loved how Ivan's mom was surprised. Ivan was still there basically. Yeah. I mean, I thought that was really cute. It's, it's, uh, I actually, I preferred not that that wasn't great. I liked Ivan's dad's conversation with Tasha. Oh, yeah. Me too. I, I liked how he, I don't remember, and I'm sure it's happened, but I don't remember, it doesn't happen as often, of the parent of the person meeting the lead, you know, trying to connect with the lead as much as Ivan's dad tried to connect with Tasha in terms of like, hey, you've, you know, clearly Tasha's divorce is something that Tasha is very sensitive and insecure about, you know, as yeah. a lot of people are. And it, I thought it was a really sweet moment for Ivan's dad to just be like, I've, you know, I've been there and I'm on, I'm on the other side of the rainbow. And, um, it just seemed like a really sweet moment from, from two people, you know, cause lots of times the, the parents are always like, my son or daughter's great. And let me tell you why. Yeah. And thank you. You know, and, and that's nice too, but it was neat to see that. I, I liked the, that. The whole, the whole family being focused on like finding the right fit opposed to like asking like the other kind of like stereotypical questions was, was pretty cool. Like it yeah. wasn't like an, are you ready? Or like, how do you know? Or whatever. But I, I think to your point, like the conversation with Ivan's dad was very much about like, you know, like when it's right and like, how do you find the right person? And, and also it's kind of remarkable how much divorce has been discussed while Tasha has been the bachelorette. And, and I say that like, and uh, as a positive, like, no, I 
quite, quite frankly. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's a awesome. huge part of relationships and marriage. Very frequently after marriage comes divorce. And for the show that's like so focused on like sort of like the end goal being marriage, it's kind of cool that this divorce has been discussed so much. I like that's like thank I, you I, to everyone. I totally agree. It's like the you know the Bachelor show has you know made it a, a franchise off of kind of old fashioned dating values. Yeah, um, and to it's weird to say normalize divorce <laughs> is a uh, you know listen over half the people get married get divorced and that can be a very traumatic event on their life and and there's a lot of uh, self-inflicted shame and judgment that goes along with that and so it's nice to see them kind of publicly say this happens we you can survive it you can find light at the end of the rainbow and i think that's a yeah a nice a nice positive from this season yeah it it really is also, the video from Kehlani, so the kind of the, the crux of the day part of the date that Ivan planned was um, cooking a Filipino meal, and nothing to say, but loved it, you know? Yeah, Just good times. Also, cooking, so like, enjoyable activity, great to get his niece involved, cool to have Filipino culture involved. Just, yeah. I don't know. It's literally all great. I just, like, <laughs> can't get enough of Ivan. There's no way Tasha's picking him. She clearly enjoys hanging out with him. He seems like a yeah. fun hang. Right? I think she totally respects him. I think yeah. she likes him. I definitely don't think she's going to pick Ivan. And I think Ivan is a is as eligible as as a bachelor as you can find. Yeah, I totally agree. I have a question for you. Lauren and I were discussing this yesterday. Does the next bachelor post Matt James have to go to paradise to remain relevant if they're not coming out of the subsequent bachelorette season or like could Ivan do it without having to go to paradise? Well, I think most likely the next bachelor will come from the next bachelorette season. You know, uh, that can always change. Uh, Ben, I mean, all the guys in this top four are, are options, right? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, because they're you know whoever doesn't end up with Tasha, and then maybe Tasha and that person that they pick don't work out. You know, so that's they're all options. But from a relevancy standpoint, yeah, most likely. But more likely is they'll just go back to the old fashioned playbook of of picking someone from Matt James season. The only yeah. caveat to that is is that how old's Matt? Um, I think Matt is same age as Tyler, so twenty seven. More importantly, like his Matt, Matt, a lot of Matt's women are younger, right? Yeah, which There's is a lot, a lot back to the twenty three to like twenty. I think you know, we've range. gotten older. I think it's going to be fun to get back to some more silly drama with a with a younger audience. But will that? So then, there's a good chance we'll have a younger bachelorette, and you know what I'm saying. So like, the question is, what age do they want to go? So they'll have certainly more options. I just think it's far more likely in general that they'll find the next bachelor from the next season. But yeah, well, that, that's I'm what s- I think. So um, Ivan, you're so great. I'm just, I'm not going to enjoy going back down in age just personally. I've just really enjoyed all of these people with more life experience. Yeah. To your specific question though, if they were to pick one of these guys, yes, I think it improves their chances if they end up on the beach. It's so hard for me to see Ivan in paradise. I'm sure he would flourish. I feel like Ivan flourishes at everything that he does, as far as I can tell. But like, I just feel like he's, I I just like a lot of these people too much. I'm just like, please don't go to paradise. I don't think you need to. Here's why Ivan probably won't be the next bachelor. Just considering what you're talking about. So someone will date, start dating Ivan. Yeah, right. (laughs) That's the thing. He'll he'll be the person who goes to bachelor and falls in love because he's very eligible. He's very earnest about finding love. I think he's a romancer, right? So I can see him. And I think, and so 
what to, for Ivan needs to be the bachelor by going on, falling in love on the beach and having his heart broken, right? So that's so you gotta so that's I don't possible. For, I don't want to hope for that. I just don't see that happening. I just feel like I just feel like Ivan. I don't know. I just don't see it. I, I don't know. Ivan Ivan is now it's in the Doctor Joe category. Please don't go to paradise. <laughs> it's in, it's entirely possible, Juliet. While we all love Ivan. You know, we're seeing an edited version of them, and that all I'm saying is, of course, like the, of, of everyone. Like who, who knows? I you this this made me like him more when he said to his mom, like, "No, I'm gonna be here. Like, I can't even like replicate it. I don't have an ounce of that kind of like swagger that he does." And I was like, "Okay, now I'm really in on Ivan. He's like, he's got some." Yeah, Ivan clearly has swagger. I agree with you, and I, I hate to compare, but we we've liked other people, right? On the show, they've gone to paradise and proven mm-hmm. not to be as charming as we thought they might be for different reasons. I would still agree with you that I would, I would still lean to put my money on Ivan that he is as charming as he comes across. Agreed. Um, but who knows? Uh, it's a. But uh, yeah, I've Anything? never been so invested in people not going to paradise. The only other time I felt this way was with why, Tyler. Why, and it's just like Tyler, don't do it. Why? Why? I, I, I don't. Why? I'm so curious. I don't know. About I just that. feel like it's like. I feel like it sullies your reputation, except for not for you. What reputation, I guess? I mean, <laughs> I think it's like just like people outside of the world. I'm just like, I feel like this season, I'm really talking this through right now, my own psychology. I feel like this season has felt so much. The bubble aspect of it has really come through strongly. And so this feels a lot like an aberration in everyone's life. And like, then there's, and because we're all sort of doing this weird bubble quarantine thing and we're all kind of like waiting for it to be over. I think that I'm seeing this season through a lens of my own like quarantine experience where I'm just like, at some point this is going to end and we're going to go back to doing things more similarly to how we were a year ago. And I think that with all of these guys and Tasha, I'm just sort of like, okay, this is, this is like cool for right now. You had nothing else to do this summer anyway, because of COVID. But like, what about real life? And I guess I, I just like view it kind of differently. I guess I, I uh, you know, I don't know. I know a lot. I get what you're saying. I hear it from a lot of people. There's always like this hint of like, well, you're, it's beneath you. Tyler's a perfect example. Like, oh, Tyler had this big boom. He dated Gigi for a minute. And, you know, but like. Literally a minute. Yeah. And, but like, if Tyler wants to go on paradise, I think it's great. If he doesn't want to, that's fine too. But like. And I don't mean this is he's selling he's now he's currently selling t-shirts of him and, and Matt James. What is is that is that better than Paradise or not better? I mean, I think it's, it's fine. It's, it's, yeah, there's not like a any kind of like scale that I'm trying to establish. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I'm, if Ivan I'm wants just, like, to go to Paradise, through, through myself, yeah. you know. If Ivan wants to go to Paradise, I don't think it's beneath him. I, I, I did, he it's a he might be able to make something of it. I don't know. He might. You know, and if he doesn't want to, great. I. I People would try to assign this like value between like going back on, you know, I, again, I will say for me and a lot of people, Paradise was just a fun, memorable experience. Other than having to go back on TV and search for love, the <laughs> dynamic of going onto a beach with a group of people I'm friends with and having fun for three weeks like Summer Cap was something I wish I could replicate. I just can't. It's just not possible because I'd have to go on the show. You know, and so I, I hope that everyone can have that same fun experience. The same way I hope that people go to hometowns could bring the bachelor or bachelorette to their hometown and have that euphoric feeling. It's a really memorable experience. That does seem fun. I mean, going on a vacation with your friends is obviously really fun, especially when like you don't have to think about taking care of yourself. Like your meals and drinks are provided for you and yeah, activities. It's fun. And I, I, I hate to shame anyone who wants to do that. And if I'm not if, trying to shame anyone yeah. either. I'm no, sorry. 
No, it's okay. And I'm not, and I'm not shaming Tyler for selling t-shirts. I'm just making a comparison that we like to think of Tyler is above the beach. And I'm just like, what, what does that even mean? You know, that's a great saying. You think you're above the beach, man, but you are not. (laughs) No, like, you know, it's, it's whatever. Uh, we always like to, we pick our favorites, right? On the show. And then we decide that they're like, this was this one, they all ended up on the batch, the bachelorette. You You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like going to a, a place or a party and you're like, I can't believe they saw me here. You're like, well, that person, that person's there too. You yeah, know, we're like, all here. We're all here. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet and the other Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com, Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. All right, let's move on. Zach, I was a Zach skeptic for... Most of this season, I feel very won over by Zach. I feel Zach is, um, he's the most emotive of the group. So I feel I understand his emotions the most at the moment. And I felt he put the most into planning his date. And I just loved his family. I love, I loved the Clarks and I love how much Zach loves family. I feel like it really maps with Tasha. And I'm going to be shocked if she doesn't pick Zach. They just seem to have like a, a body language together. I mean, after she sent Ben home, then to me, it was like, she's okay, she's going to be pick Zach. I honestly, I was convinced that it was between Zach and Ben and I couldn't decide who. And then she sent Ben home. So, you know, it seemed, I agree with you. It just seems like there's a, a, like a connection there. Can I ask you a question? And, and it's a question that I, that's, that's come up a couple of times on my show is, do you believe Zach's uh, sixth grade cheating story? I do not. I do not. That seems to be a consensus with everyone. I I just assumed that it was true only to be convinced that maybe it's not. And the biggest question is like, why wouldn't you provide context in the moment? Um, I just thought that whole thing was weird. I think the lie detector thing was really stupid. I'm just like, what was this even detecting? I don't know that the, the whole thing was really dumb. I mean, again, very, they're, they're, they're trying to make dates out of nothing, yeah, of nothing. Here. Yeah. I was actually like wondering how they got, they've gotten a lot of the different props they've used throughout the season. It was like, how much planning and notice do they have? Like what kind of PAs do they have sending out into the world to get this shit? But, uh, 
I thought that the way that he said no was really intense. And I don't know. That just seemed like it didn't, that didn't sit right with me. You mean and, yes? Oh, yeah. Have you ever cheated? And he's like, yes. And I was like staring straight ahead. No, he he's well, to your end, he said it with a, a level of ownership and confidence of like, you know what? I'm I've spent so much energy in the past couple of years of, you know, reinventing myself and being holding myself accountable. Right. Like, I think Zach's really big yeah. on accountability. Oh, and definitely. so when, when he said yes, it, to your point, it seemed like it was. And then and then I was like, oh, but it was my six. It's like, I don't know. Those two things don't line up. I just feel like a real asshole saying I don't believe him or think he's not being truthful because he obviously lives his life with so much intention. He's so committed to his recovery and helping other people through recovery. I think it's a pretty like shitty thing to accuse someone in recovery of, of being less than truthful. But I just, that just, that story didn't, didn't add up to me for me, but I I hope to be wrong. There are some holes. Uh, I know producers love them. Well, he gives you a lot, right? He gives good tape. Like, he really explains how he's feeling. He seems to feel very intensely and you can capture that on camera. And he clearly like played along with the bit. Like he planned a great like New York date. And I yeah. had, I like wanted to like chime in a lot. I mean, I already ranted about the bagels and the pizza, but like there was just like kind of, he really did try to like, it was the most like rom-com esque date of the four. Yeah, totally. And I, when I, I just want to go back and, when I say the producers love them, I don't mean as a content provider. I mean, like, as a human, I think human. They, they really <laughs> like them. Well, he seems like a good guy. I mean, that's why I'm like, I'm an asshole for saying I don't believe what he was saying. But um, it's OK. Really, he'll, he'll be fine and have an opportunity to answer those questions. Does that mean he's coming on your podcast? Um, this season has had great credits footage. I love seeing Zach's family talk about how they watch Paradise. That was really funny. Um, I, I actually missed that. I didn't see that. Oh my God. Yeah. So as the credits are rolling, they're talking about uh, how his mom watches the show, like even Paradise. It was, re- it was really funny. After Ivan and his brother, like the other thing that just like really got me this episode was Zach talking to his mom and like thanking her um, yeah. and like recognizing everything she's done. I like really deeply love my own mother and like just really <laughs> thought that was so sweet and love when people recognize their family for <laughs> doing things for them. I don't know. Like even talking about it, I'm like, my, my tears are welling up. I thought it was so beautiful. And just yeah, it, it was so great. sweet. I think you're getting that. I mean, that's, that's the benefit of this kind of older group of guys. I mean, you know, despite us questioning Zach's truth about the lie detector test, I mean, what you're seeing, and I think what's nice about Zach and, you know, Ivan to that and, you know, Ben's a little bit, um, and and Brandon is like what they say seems to have more substance than contestants in the past that are younger. And some of that just comes from perspective. That's not always the case, right? But you just be like, wow, that's a really, yes, it's thought provoking. It's interesting. It's honest. It's raw. And it's not just like, you know, I'm, I'm insecure about dating because I got dumped once. It's like, you know, it's like they're, they're real. They're, they're, there's some real stories here. And you're like, it's, yeah. And it's more relatable and, and, and seems more, there's more truth behind it. And then Zach's really good at, you know, being honest and it's refreshing to watch. Let's talk about the date he planned. So I have a few, I have a few comments. First of all, let's start with getting in the fountain. I loved Tasha's outfit for this date. She was wearing this dress, it was very beautiful. She's the best was, styled bachelorette. I mean, I don't know if that's uh, carrying. Yes, the, yes, you know. I agree with that. I think she wears clothes well. I've got some notes, but it's fine. Save it another time. She looks great. There's no no doubt about it. I was furious when she ruined this dress by getting in the fountain. And when they got in the fountain together, like fully clothed, I was like, okay, 
wait, sorry, side note. This just leads to one of the most important parts of this episode. I loved how much everyone was sweating. Oh my God, they were sweating bullets and I fucking loved it. Finally, it's 120 degrees. Like, let me see you sweat. And boy, did we, even Tasha. It was the most human thing to happen the entire season. Anyway, back to the fountain. When they got in the fountain, clearly because it was so fucking hot and they needed to cool off. I was disgusted. I was just like, how are you going to ruin your outfits like this? Your shoes. I was like, did you take your shoes off? Like what shoes is what sneakers are so upsetting. I just was horrified. And I, I would absolutely never, I hope that Zach is not getting into any fountains in New York city. That would be really dirty. I mean, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> you can't argue with that. It was appalling, but I'm glad they had a good time. Next. I, I, I assume that he's not getting in fountains in New York city. And I appreciate your, practical application of what you saw. <laughs> I was just like, Tasha, why are you ruining this beautiful dress? I'm so upset. You don't own it. The show doesn't own I mean, it. It's on do loan. You, I think if, if if there is a criticism of Tasha, it's that she you could argue that maybe she's a little too buttoned up and and pristine. So I quite liked that she there she showed a level of fuck it. I'm just gonna be in the moment and not think about it. And uh, so I personally like that, especially given Tasha comes across as more polished. I think one thing that I've noticed is that as the the men are making their various res- kind of like reveals to her, sharing their stories and and whatnot, she very graciously responds. But she, outside of I think when she talked to Brendan about being divorced and the experience of being divorced, she hasn't really kind of like responded with her own experience or outside of kind of like affirming and validating them, which is really valuable. She hasn't really like met them on the same emotional level, which I think was kind of funny because not funny, but she did say with Ben that she just wasn't getting anything from him. And she was just like, did the last three weeks, the last few weeks mean anything to you? And I think in some ways, I wonder like if the guys are getting that from her, I know she's supposed to like rein it in a little bit. Great question. It's a great question. And I wonder it was answered by my interview with Noah on Wednesday on my podcast, uh, shameless plug. And (laughs) I don't want to give away what specifically Noah told me, but he observed that he was shocked by how little some of Tasha's top four knew about Tasha mm. when it was down to the top six. Mm-hmm. And to that end, it was like, how do these guys not know this about Tasha? Is she not giving them? Or she not? It's all about these guys' story. But at the same time, when it was alarming, and it was, I was quite fascinated by what he said. Interesting. Yeah. Cause there's, I do think that she's been a really good lead and that it's been entertaining and it's sort of been a real reset after Claire's few episodes, but I haven't learned that much about her. You know, I think that we've been, there's been a big focus on her divorce and she's like stunning and she seems fun, but we, yeah, I feel like I don't know that much new things about her. And so I wonder if the guys are getting that. And, and so I think I, like, yeah, that's why I like the fountain. Cause I think she is a little buttoned up. I think she has the benefit of following Claire and, to that end. Yeah. And also I, these I, guys with really interesting, compelling stories. So it's, yeah. it's, there's a lot of them and less of her. We know, we know that Tasha is really pretty, really nice and polite. She seems like fun. She seems fun. Also <laughs> some more Zach New York things. So at one point he brings her to like a backdrop that has a bench overlooking one of the rivers. And she was like central park. And he didn't correct her. And I was like, it's clearly not central park. And he just didn't correct her, which I guess is very sweet. He just yeah. wanted her to feel that she was right. And he also mentioned that Tasha's considered moving to New York. And 
I'm fascinated by that. That also leads me to believe perhaps her and Zach could have a future if that's something she's really interested in. And I also thought the hailing of the taxi was very funny. It was just like, I just feel like Zach must love rom-coms because this was like right out of a a Netflix rom-com to me. Like, oh, planning a date in New York. This is what it would be like. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, you know, you probably had some help. And uh Sure. Yeah, he made the they they made the most with what they had to work with, and what they had to work with was very limited and it was charming. Zach, I also hope he's he's doing well. I mean, she's gonna pick him. I'll be shocked if she does. Yeah, I'm less worried about Zach than I am with Ben. Yeah, me too. All right. And now last but certainly not least, number one, tied for one along with Ivan in my heart currently. Brendo. I love the Brendo experience. As I said to my colleagues, I don't know why, but I'm just incredibly charmed by everything having to do with Brendan. Brendan's my favorite human on the mm-hmm. show. There's I've liked about it. him. It's like the humility, but like the attitude is just very charming. I liked him from the beginning when Me I too. found out that he was a, a roofer because it requires such a level of hard work yeah. that I don't think people appreciate. And then you have this guy who's obsessed with like high fashion turtlenecks and buttoning up his top button on his shirt. And he certainly has a very kind and gentle demeanor. And there's kind of a- The, uh, the turtlenecks and the 110 degree heat. Yeah, the just, 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 I can't say it. Um, Juxtaposition. Thank you. Of, of being a, a roofer and having this kind of sweet, kind demeanor has always been kind of fun to watch him shine. And I've always liked him. He's got curly hair. I like guys with curly hair who can wear it well. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think she's going to pick Zach. I think she'd be better served picking Brandon. And I, and I, and I say that and I apologize to Tasha in advance because nothing irritated me more as the bachelor than people telling me who they think I should pick because they like someone better. So I apologize, Tasha, but I also think maybe I could, could be right, but also I have very limited information and it's just a uh, a uh, a take I have. It just seems like Brendo could be friends with Will Hunting and Ben Affleck's character in that movie or something. And then he goes on The Bachelorette. Just these Massachusetts <laughs> men. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love the dancing with his niece. I thought it was really funny that his niece was on it more than any other family member, essentially. Like, she got to go on the date. Like, I guess that sort of happened to you with your sister, right? Yeah, like that's what I was about to say. She was the star of my hometown. She was a, a star on my season. And, you know, you love a good kind of um, personal Precocious 12-year-old. Precoc- yeah, you know. Yeah, that 9 to 12-year-old, like, precociousness who was, like, you know, very comfortable with the camera. She hugged Tasha first before even hugging Brandon. Like, that's clearly someone who's just, like, she's self-aware of the surroundings and 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 not shy about it. And it's very charming to see... Uh, Brendan a- interact with her and she was great. It was really sweet. And she was like, I hugged her before I hugged my uncle. It was just no. so adorable. Yeah, no, I loved I, it. Also, I felt like the most relevant thing in a long time was how they were like learning a TikTok dance. That was so funny to me. I was just like, oh, they're TikTok dancing because she's 12 and that's what she's been doing all summer. That makes total sense. And uh, <laughs> uh, Brendan's a pretty good dancer. Yes, he is. I Brendan definitely like let loose in a really sweet way. Yeah. I have to say like, again, similar to Zach and Ivan being like, this is my role model. My brother means so much to me was just really touching. I mean, usually, you know, people talk about their parents all the time in their hometowns, but it's just something about this hit different. And I think, again, I think part of it's like COVID people just have a lot put in perspective. Also, these men have some pretty intense stories, but the way that he just really like, admires and thanks his brother was just very sweet. And 
you know, I just think the the feeling of family felt so much more authentic and genuine in this episode than it often does in the hometowns. And no, I, I, that I agree was pretty with you. cool. Yeah, I agree with you. And I actually, now that you're saying this, I almost want to go back on what I said earlier about, you know, not want to lump in good and bad based on what we see on TV. But yeah, we were seeing, you know, Brandon and Zach and Ben and Ivan, we're seeing them talk about some real, you know, things that have touched them or they've overcome or, or whatever that it's just like you watch this and their ability to talk about it, it's just like, you know, this is not a perfect person, but at their core, they seem like really solid guys. Yeah. Where I think really in the past, in the past, we're just like, eh, I don't know. This guy could be a total asshole. You know, I don't know. It's hard. Can't TBD. I like genuinely want these people to find happiness. Like, I'm just like, I want Brendan to be happy. I want Zach to be happy. It's just like a weird feeling with the bachelorette. I don't like, especially looking back on like Jed and, and Luke and yeah, I don't don't know. It's just like, it's just like a new feeling of like, wow, this is exciting. They're all, you you can, you want to root for all of them. And, uh, I really do. Yeah, I, really I mean, do. this season has lacked a villain since Claire's left. But that it's the funny be- that Claire was the villain. It's true. But it has benefited from this kind of very heartfelt moment, and we should appreciate it because it's not sustainable, and we don't necessarily <laughs> want it. But you know, truthfully, it's like true. right, it's true. This will always be the COVID season, right? Like for obviously for the travel, yeah. for the bubble. But I just think that, like, you know. I'm curious what the audience thinks, but I definitely have projected like my own COVID psychology onto watching this show in a really weird way that I'm like, as I think about it, slightly embarrassed by, but also unavoidable. Like we're all just living through something so strange and unprecedented. Yeah, Um, We we need these feel good touching stories. They're they're not the most dramatic or exciting overall, but there's definitely a need for them. And that's what I mean. We should really appreciate it because it probably won't happen again. And a while, and I don't know if we like we might get bored if there's if this is how it is. It's but true. right right now, it's really nice and 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 probably needed. It's true. Also, just one thing that's like an interesting thought pattern for me is like, what would this be like as a bachelor season? Like, what would this be like if we were talking about the women and in, in this way of like how they fit into their families and like their really emotional stories? I'd like, be that much more interested. Yeah, me. I mean, I me too. But it's funny, like, I have a hard time of even imagining what this is going to be like with has, Matt. Like, I'm curious to see how it's going to go, which also speaks to my own biases. Has ha, have has a woman ever talked about having an eating disorder on this show? You know, I don't remember, but it's kind of crazy that it hasn't happened, that nothing's, like, jumping out. Well, talked about, yeah. And so yeah. it doesn't mean it hasn't happened. But Yeah, like, of course. I think it was interesting and, and fascinating and, and positive that Matt did, because I think that's something that is less normalized than even women's eating disorders. Ben, Ben, sorry. Um, But yeah, I mean, it would, it would for the same, I guess what was like, you know, not to belabor a point or labor a point or whatever, but we've gotten unique stories on this season. And in the past, it's these, some of these stories haven't been as unique. And I, it's like one of those weird things. It's just like, you know, Christina from my season, what a powerful story. We certainly don't wish that on anyone. It's not like we want people to have to endure these things so they can like come on The Bachelor or Bachelorette to tell their stories so that we can feel like, you know, we're hearing some real substantive things. But there is a, you know, value of, of seeing people overcome. Yeah. 
yeah, things. And, 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 and when you watch it, it, it gives people hope. Again, like you said, in a COVID time where we often feel hopeless, uh, hope is a powerful thing. And it's nice to see people overcome those things. And I would, yeah, I guess I would like to see, I would be interested in, in, in on the flip side of it. I don't know what those stories are, but. Yeah. I know. I mean, I guess, it'll, you know, it's like Matt's season still very much going to be a COVID season. So I'm excited to find out. That's just also going to be different because we'll be getting to know The Bachelor in a way that we haven't in quite some time as like, obviously you don't know the leads, but you, you at least I feel like I do often. So I'm, I'm really excited about it, but, um, this was just a great hometowns episode. I was just like, this is great. And good job by everyone for involved, good television and just yeah. some great, some great dudes we've got here. I really, I just, I just enjoyed it. Nice, nice group of guys. Um, so your prediction is Zach C. Obviously. It's got to be Zach. If she doesn't pick Zach, I'll be shocked. It's Zach or no one. She, like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I think she likes Brendo a lot, but. Yeah, I don't. You're right. I don't. I, I don't think, see it. I think we like Brandon more than Tayshia. She does. Yeah. I, I think Brendan's really well liked, by the way. Like, almost everyone I've yeah, spoken that, to well, likes, really I mean, likes him. Justin Long's obsessed with him. He, he would, is. Like, he, it was a good 25 minutes of him talking about, to the point where it was like, okay, yeah, no. he. We got it. You love Brendan. I do too. No, he and I and I good guy. Yeah, he he really does, and it's probably just important to say that whoever doesn't end up with Tasha, probably for the best. Yeah, you, just like and I only that's not, and whoever ends up with Tasha, hopefully for the best, right? Yeah, you uh, want to be with the person you should be with, or whatever yeah, that means. It was but. I was I was crushed when Andy and and Caitlin didn't pick me, and it all worked out. So I. I you know, that's the troubling part, you know, the show. And I feel for Brandon and I feel for Tasha, especially when talking about divorce, right? Is like there's this unnecessary burden that they're feeling that they're inflicting on themselves because of the situation they're in, right? And no yeah. matter what happens, because I, and, and unless we're way off, uh, I see Brandon's probably the runner up based off what we think, right? And here, mm -hmm. here's a guy who is going to go down that path right? He's going to go down that, like his heart, he's going to let his heart go there. And then he's going to feel this sense of loss and, 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 but it's going to, he'll be okay. And it'll be, it'll be fine. He'll be okay. But I think, I think Brendo is actually a good person to go to paradise. So I hope that if he doesn't win, he, we see him there. I could see Brendo, uh, if we're calling him Brendo. I, I just to be clear, I didn't make that up. They said it on the show. I believe that Ben Brendo. called him Brendo. <laughs> it's probably because like there's the Brandon, Brendan, Brandon. And it's just like, fuck, I'm not 100% sure. Because he's lovable and you want to give lovable people nicknames as a sign of endearment. That's why. Okay. Yeah, That's he is. I, I, I could see more than anyone, Brendo getting engaged on Paradise. Although maybe he's I don't know. He only earnest. wants to do it one more time, man. Yeah. Well, you know, we all only want to do it one more time and then we end up being Ross, you know? So like. <laughs> we were on a break. Yeah. Um, so. Nick Vial, as always, such a delight to podcast with you. Check out Nick on his own pod, The Vial Files. I'll be back on Thursday. Finally, we're doing the bio breakdown for Matt James' season. Super excited to dig into it. And I will talk to you then. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. 
You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.